Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? I believe the Word of God today will be an encouraging to you to grow up more in the way of the Lord. It's God's desire for us to be a strong believer, to grow up in the way of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us your word. Lord, we ask for the anointing. We ask for the utterance. We ask your Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes, to see the light from heaven. Open our hearts to receive the truth of God. We believe your truth shall set us free. And your truth will transform our mind and change us from glory to glory to glory. Oh Lord, even though I say something from your Holy Spirit, but I believe you can say to your people who are listening to this teaching more than what I say by your Holy Spirit too. And make them stronger, make them higher in the way of God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue in the series, Rejoice Always. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept, and when they heard the words of the law. In this situation, in the generation of Nehemiah, God's people have been far away from God. They rarely heard the words of the law. They had not practiced the word of the law. In other words, they had backslid from God. Until Nehemiah became the governor and Ezra became the priest and the scribe. So all these people, men, women, children, gathered together as a big congregation on that day. And hours and hours and hours, the priests and the Levites read the law of God, the word of God from the Old Testament and talked about the law of God. All these children of Israel realized that they were far away from God. They were very sad that they had not practiced what God said. They were standing there weeping and mourning because they realized that how far off they were from God. They were repenting. And look at what Nehemiah said in verse 10. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Even though we sometimes have missed God 
or make some mistake. It's not the Lord's will for us to stay sad or depressed or mourn and be grieved for day after day, year after year. In fact, when we make mistake or we sin against God, we will feel guilty. But it's not the Lord who condemn us. The thing that condemn us to feel bad is our own heart. And when we realize that we make mistake, like all these children of Israel, what we should do is to repent and ask God for forgiveness and then forget about the past and move on to the future and be glad and rejoice. How can we be glad and rejoice after we sin against God and repent and ask God for forgiveness and confess our sin? How can we do that? How do we know that we have faith that God has forgiven us, that Jesus took our sin and paid a price for us already at the cross 2,000 plus years ago? How do we know that we believe in the forgiveness of God, in the restoration of God, and our relationship with God has been restored by repenting and asking God to forgive us and confessing our sin? How do we know? We know because we rejoice. When we have faith in the promises of God that He forgives us any time we repent of our sin, we rejoice. We begin to smile. We forget about the past and we move on. We are happy and glad and we feel clean again. We feel free again to serve the Lord because we believe what Jesus did for us on the cross. And we also believe that the Lord has forgotten. He just throw our sin away in the bottom of the sea. And he say, I remember them no more. Move on with your life and don't look back to the past. All of us have been in the sad mode. Uh, me too. Sometimes I was in the sad mode of my life because I faced something unpleasant. But don't stay in the sad mode all the days of our life. We should get out from it. Don't be sad because the joy, the Bible says, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to be aware of the blessing and the power of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord quickens us, gives us life, gives us strength. And we can go on to face all the challenges and trouble in our life by the strength of the Lord. The world has a lot of problems if you look around you. The world can drain you to make you depressed, to make you upset. The things in the world are full of sadness, full of disappointment, sin, bad people, cheating people, a lot of things. If we are focusing or thinking about all the things in the world, if we keep listening about the bad things in the world, or we keep meditating, talking about it, we're going to feel depressed and feel sad. And then the light of God will start to become dim in our life because we become weaker and weaker and weaker due to the sad feeling. Because we walk by sight. We look at the circumstances around us and we say, oh, this is hopeless. No, we should not do that. 
God wants us to be a great witness to our co-workers, to our family members, to our relatives, to our friends around us. And how can we be a good witness? When we show up in the office, when we show up at our home, they see the bright light come out from our eyes. We smile. Our tone of voice full of joy and faith and victory. And when they see us, wow, you are so different. All of us are so depressed, but you're so full of joy. I want to know what is your secret. And that's why all those parents in Thailand got saved. Because all these youngsters received the fire. And they have more faith and they smile and they're so blessed. I interview so many people. They say, oh, their business is so blessed. Their life is so blessed by being like uh, the house of Obed-Edom. That the church welcomed the fire of God. They're so blessed. So the parents and all the relatives came to know Jesus. The whole family came to know Jesus Christ. We want to be a good witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We call ourselves Christians, which means that we are like Christ. We are little Christ. Let's look at how Christ walked on earth in the book of Psalm, chapter 45, verse 7. Sometimes you watch movie, and they produce movie that Jesus looks so religious, look very dull and very serious. I don't believe that. I don't believe Jesus looks so serious and sad all the time. He doesn't look religious. I believe everywhere Jesus went, he was smiling, happy. He was playing with kids. He lay hand on people. Why? The Bible says this. Psalm 45 verse 7, You love, you mean Jesus, the Messiah. Love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, mean the Father, has anointed you, Jesus, with the oil of gladness more than your companions. When Jesus was walking on earth, he was not a depressed man. He was not a complaining man. Oh, life miserable. Oh. No, he was not a miserable man. He was a joyful man. He was happy. There was a short period that he was sorrowful. That is a period that when he was on the cross, that he took all of our sins, he bore our sicknesses and the judgment for mankind. Only a short period, only a few hours that he was sorrowful. But the rest of the time, while he was walking on earth, he was a very joyful man. And he is not on the cross anymore. He is not in the tomb anymore. Now he is at the right hand of the Father. And I believe if you can see Jesus, he's still smiling, full of glory, because he was a man of faith. And he is interceding for us. Just think about Jesus is alive right now. Should make us joyful already. That, wow, my God is the living God. And he's a joyful God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It makes us strong. It quickens us. It helps us to be strong. Therefore, Nehemiah say to us in the book of Nehemiah, don't be sad, don't cry, don't be depressed, don't be upset, don't be discouraged, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nobody going to get stronger 
by being sad all the time. Actually, if you stay in sadness, you will be weaker and weaker and weaker, and you will never come out from being weak and sick. Many people say this way, Pastor. I cannot help it. I cannot be free from depression. That comment is not true. When people say I cannot help it, especially Christian, I understand non-believers they cannot help it because they don't have the Holy Spirit. But if you are a believer, the children of God, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You can overcome the negative feelings. You can overcome the sadness in your life that is not right at all. This is the reason why you have to be persistent in your faith and in your faith walk. Sad feelings are real. Negative, upset feelings are real, but they are not right. And sometimes the sad feeling, the depression, and being upset are so strong and so persistent, so strong, and keep going and going in your mind, in your feeling. That's why, as a pastor, I try to teach you to be strong spiritual martial art guy or woman. That you must be persistent in your faith. You must be strong in your faith and resist the negative feeling. Anytime I start to have negative feeling, I fight. I resist and say, "Get out of here right now!" I gonna hook up to the Holy Spirit. I gonna look to God. Look at His promise. I'm not gonna stay in the depressed mode for the rest of my life, or even another minute. I resist you. I'm gonna come out from it because I am an overcomer. I'm not gonna stay in weakness and in sadness for the rest of my life. And Jesus said, "When you know the truth, the truth shall set you free." That's why instead of walking by sight, looking at the circumstances around you. Looking at your symptoms, looking at your finances, you should look to the truth here, and the truth shall set you free from sadness and weakness in your life. First Peter chapter one verses five to six. God the Father helped you who are kept by the power of God. I'm sorry, who mean the believer, you and me, are kept by the power of God through faith. Everyone say faith, faith. for salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, in what? In faith, in believing in the power of God and in salvation, you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. This scripture seems to be contradictory, talking about rejoicing and talk about being grieved. What happened? The early church disciple at that time, they faced trials. Some of them may be put in the Colosseum to be killed. Some of them may be persecuted by the Roman Empire. At that moment, they were grieved for a short period, and then they reminded themselves, "Yes, the power of God is with me. I have faith in the power. One day I would see Jesus. One day I would be in heaven." I have faith that God can get me out of this, and because of that faith, they greatly rejoice. Faith and joy are connected. 
they can rejoice because they have faith in the promise and the power of God. James chapter 1 verse 2 say, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Can we count it all joy when we face difficulties, disappointment, and setback? Can we count it all joy? Can we? We can. It's a choice. Is that right? We can. Our life is full of choices. We can choose to be angry, depressed, gambling, complaining, and walk in doubt and blaming other people. Or we can choose to look at God, look up, and believe in His promise, and have faith and confident expectation, and hope that everything's going to be fine, and then you rejoice, and you can go on with your life because the joy of the Lord gives you strength. It incites you by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you strength and life, and you can go on to fight through the trial and the hardships in your life instead of being depressed and being sick all the time. In John chapter 6, verse 63, talking about the Spirit, the joy of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. When you read the Word by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God and the Word will give you faith and life. And then when you have faith and life, you are joyful and you have strength, and you can handle everything in your life by faith. You will not be discouraged and despair. You will be so strong to overcome any problem in your life. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7, Peter continued to talk about faith and joy. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. I want to encourage you one thing. All of us, all of us, our faith is going to be tested. No exception. Your faith will be tested by God to see whether you are genuine or you are fake eating. Your faith is real or not. All of us are going to be tested. Maybe found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can see here again in verse 7, faith and joy are directly connected. If your faith is being tested or tried, God allows some bad things to happen or the devil tries to attack you. You are tempted to be grieved and to be sad and mourning and crying. That's the first reaction. Oh, you want to complain and you want to cry. But you don't yield to it. You rise up and say, I'm not going to stay in the mode of depression anymore. I'm going to retain my joy. I'm going to trust God that I'm going to come out from this trial victoriously. Victory is mine. I'm not going to stay in the mode of defeat And I praise God. I thank God even though I have not seen victory yet. Amen? You need to make a decision. I'm going to stay in faith. I'm going to 
thank God, praise God, and believe in the promise of God. I'm going to keep my eyes on God. Some people say this way: I cannot believe it. I cannot believe in what God says. Before I got on the airplane, ANA or Nippon Airline, I never went to look at the engine. I never interview the pilot, what school they graduate from, how many hours they have been doing this airplane thing. I got into the airplane by faith. I'm going to sit there and I will get back home to see Pastor Da and you. I have faith. I make choice to have faith that I will get home. Can we have faith, even though we don't understand everything? Yes. So the comment that say, "I cannot have faith" is wrong. Actually, this is the right comment. This is the right way to say, "I choose to have faith." Oh, I choose not to have faith. Is your choice? I hope that you make choice to believe in the Almighty God, the character of God, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the promise of God. You say, I make choice to believe, even though I don't understand everything. I know God can help me. He understands everything, and He is my answer. Everyone say, I can make choice. Everyone say, I can choose to believe. So don't tell me I cannot believe. It's not true. You believe. You can believe or not. You can. First Peter chapter one verse eight. Whom having not seen, you have not seen Jesus yet. You love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. The Bible says, "Believing, you rejoice." So, what does it mean? If you are depressed. You don't believe. You doubt God when you are depressed. Joy is the indicator of faith. When people have so much faith, they have joy. Depression, being negative, being upset, are the bad problem in this world and common problem in this world. So many people in the world has to take. I'm not condemning anybody. Don't take me wrong. This is a fact of life. So many people in the world, including Christians, are taking antidepressant every day because they're so depressed. Millions of people in the world are battling, of struggling with depression. We are depressed because we yield to depression. There are many reasons that we are depressed. Number one, the devil. Keep bombarding us, throwing to us negative thoughts, critical spirit. Oh, I don't like that worship leader. I don't like his style. I don't like that guy. Keep bombarding you with negative thoughts. I don't like that thing. You should be sad, and you keep focusing on the negative thing, focusing on the wrong thing. 
and then you become sad and upset all the time instead of being in faith and rejoicing and be thankful and praising God. Amen. It's interesting. I'm already wrote a lesson, but I cannot teach in the studio. It's interesting that before our friend became a Christian, we love them, we take them out for dinner, we show love to them, call them, pray for them, and eventually one day they got saved and they come to church. But after they come to church for a while, we begin to criticize them. I don't like you anymore. Is it interesting in the church, people don't like each other. But you try to reach out to the non-believers and love them, but when they come into the church, we begin to... And then we become sad because we keep thinking about negative things about other people. Don't listen to the devil. So the number one, the devil will try to tell you, you are powerless to come out from depression. The devil will try to throw to you negative feeling. And he will tell you it's normal to be sad and to be negative in this world. No, it's not normal. You don't need to be negative. You don't need to be sad. Two, sometimes the devil sends demon into you, demon of sadness, and take over you because you keep in the sad mode all the time. So demon come in and make you sad all the time. That's why we have to cast demons out. And sometimes you listen to the lie of the enemy. Everything's so negative. He lies to you. He brings lies. He brings deception to you. Or you yield to the negative feelings. Or you walk by sight. All the things that happen around you, you just focus on them. And you become depressed. We are depressed because we make a choice to focus on or to listen to the devil. To yield to demons. To focus on the negative things in life. Walking by faith. We need to turn around and say, I'm going to look up to God. I'm not going to look to human beings anymore. Don't look. Believe me, everyone in this church make mistakes, including me. But if you keep looking at me, you're going to be depressed. Really. If you keep looking at Pastor Lau for a while, why he did not do this? Why? Oh. It's so depressing to be in this church. Yes, because you look at me. But I never get depressed when I look at Pastor Dado. I always rejoice. <laughs> but if you look at me, you can be depressed. So don't look at the people. Don't look at the circumstance. But look at God. Look at the Word. Look at the promise of God. Resist the devil and he will run away from you. You say, I will never live a life of depression and doubt and being negative and upset. I'm going to be joyful Christians, full of faith, have the spirit of victory, have the spirit of faith inside me. Amen? Amen. It's a decision to make. Amen. My dear brand and sister, you don't need to be joyful only when the problem stopped. Even though the problems are going on, you can be joyful and you can still praise God. If you depend on the circumstances in this world, you will never rejoice. Because after one problem, gone. Believe me, next morning you wake up, another problem come up. Gonna be problem after problem after problem. 
That's why we don't walk by sight. If you keep looking at a problem, you're going to be depressed all the time. Believe me, if you wake up one day and say, I'm, going to walk, I'm not going to walk by faith today. I'm going to walk like a non-believer. I just look at the things, look at the news. Believe me, soon you get depressed. Just by living a life as a non-believer. You don't believe in the promise of God. That's why you have to wake up every day and look at God. Look at the Word. Decide to believe. Decide to walk by faith every single day. Being persistent in walking by faith. Amen? Faith pleases God. And faith gives the right to God to intervene in your situation. Let me repeat one more time. How many people want God to get involved with you? How many people want God to intervene and perform a miracles and supernatural breakthrough for you? How do you do that? Complaining? Sad? Doubt? You get God involved. You get God to come in to intervene for you by faith. And when you have faith, you have joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Some people say, you know, I'm going to rejoice after my financial problem is gone. I'm going to be rejoicing after my sickness is healed. I tell you, you don't need to wait until your financial problem is gone. Because after the financial problem is gone, the next problem is going to come. As you live on earth, you're going to face problem after problem after problem. Every day. Amen? So don't let this problem stop you. You're going to keep looking up at God. You don't wait until your debt is paid off, then you rejoice. You rejoice that God, can, God already helped you pay, pay debt off before the debt is paid off. You rejoice. You don't rejoice only when your kids come back to God. They backslide right now. Or they are goofy right now. You rejoice before even your kids come back to God. And you say, I believe the promise of God. I love God so much. I love God. I serve God. I go to church. I, I am faith, a faithful believer. And the Bible promised me that when I love God, the blessing of Abraham will go down to the thousand generation. I'm going to hang on to that promise. My kids are going to turn around. My kids are going to be blessed by God. You just hang on to that promise. Don't look at their behavior. Don't focus on their action. That focus on the promise of God and hang on to the promise of God and rejoice in faith. Let us say, all of us say, I am a believer. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. His promises are yes and amen. The greater one is in me. He's greater than the ones who inside the world. And God shall supply all of my needs. I love God. The blessing of Abraham will come upon me and go down to the thousand generations. My family will do well. My children will do well. I will come out from financial difficulties. I believe. And I rejoice. You see, you can believe in every circumstance. Don't yield to depression. If you yield to depression, 
you're going to get worse and worse and worse and get weaker and weaker. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So he will do every way to suggest to you negative things, to bombard you with all the negative comments, help you to look at people's mistakes and weaknesses, and focus on all those things, and you become more and more depressed, and all these problems are going to overwhelm you, and you feel sad, you feel depressed all the time, to the point that you feel that it's hopeless. It's hopeless in this church. Nothing good is going to happen in New Hope. It's so hopeless. No! We have Jesus here. We are not hopeless. God is going to change your pastor. God is going to change your brother and sister. Have faith. Pray for them instead of, Oh, hopeless. There's nowhere. I'm depressed. And after you're depressed for a while, you want to commit suicide. And you want to die. Don't yield to negative things. Don't yield to depression. But you stand up and say, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to look at the world in a positive way. I'm going to cast out all the negative imaginations. Sometimes you imagine that guy. You start to have imagination and you become negative. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 to 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, strongholds mean the idea that the devil attacked your brain, your mind. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If you begin to yield to the devil, have negative thoughts of your own life, of the surrounding thing, and of the members of the church, or your past, or whatever, negative, negative, I want to ask you to repent. And stop being negative, being upset and depressed. And ask God to help you. You say, no. Nigh. What is in Mandarin, no? Huh? Boo. P-O-O? How you say? What is no? P-O-O. B. Boo. Okay. No. Nai. Boo. How about Indonesian? Huh? Ida. Ida. T-I. Tida. Okay. I need to write it down. Tida. No way. I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to refuse all these imaginations and negative thoughts and doubtful thoughts, upset feeling and negative feeling. Get out of here right now. I'm going to be positive. When something bad happens, you think that you are the first person in the world that faced that? You are the only person in the world that faced a negative thing? Let me read to you. First Peter 5, 8 to 9 in NLT. Very good. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a rolling lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm. Everyone stand up. Stand your leg. Stand up. 
Okay, stand firm. Just keep standing. Stand firm against him, and be strong. Everyone do like this. Be strong, and put in your heart in my faith. Okay, sit down. I want you to see yourself in the spirit. You stand firm. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. You are not the first one. You are not the only one. Everyone, all this century, is going through the same thing. Because the earth is full of pain. And when you grieve and you cry about it, you're not going to help anybody. If you're depressed, the problem will not go away. When you cry and mourn, your problem will not be improved. Actually, it will get worse because you become weaker and sick and now you have to pay the medical bill and you, you have to spend more money and your, your family, your wife will be miserable because you, she sees her husband and your kids will be miserable because of that. It's not going to help anybody to be depressed, to be negative. Amen? It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Nothing going to improve by being depressed. But there is a way to change things in your life. If you want to change the negative things in your life, the problem you face, get God involved. You may not understand the whole situation, but when God steps in to help you, he knows everything. And He's able to resolve the problem for you. He's able to set you free and bring the spiritual breakthrough for you. How you get God's involved? You look up. Lord, I seek your face. I believe in your promise. I trust you. I pray to you. I have faith in you. And I invite you to get involved in this situation for me. And I believe nothing is impossible with you. Ha 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 ha. Ho 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 ho. Hallelujah. And you praise God and thank God. I'm going to experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Everyone say, get God involved. How do you get God involved? Faith. Look up to God and walk by faith. You believe in the promise of God. And then your eyes start to sparkle with the f- joy, with faith. Your voice will be changed because you are so strong. I noticed in my life, I'm going to end here. I noticed in my life, when I was a young believer and still have little faith, little problem is a big mountain for me. Big mountain. Oh, why is it so hard? But now my faith is stronger. The big mountain. Oh, it's a piece of cake. The more faith you have, the problem becomes smaller. Is that right? You need more faith. And no matter what happens, ha, 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 ha. 
You kick them out easily because it's so small to you. That's how God works. That's how Jesus works. He talked to the wind, to the storm. Stop. He didn't cry. He didn't get upset. He just said stop. In the wind stopped. The storm stopped. All the problem, all the problems were small for him, because he was the man of faith. Amen. So today I taught you how to resist the devil, resist the negative feelings. Don't yield to the negative thing, but clothe yourself with the spirit of faith and. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Look up to God. Don't walk by sight. Don't let the circumstances bother you. Don't yield to the negative feelings that the devil throw to you. But keep your eyes on the Lord. Look at the Word. Have faith, and walk in the joy of God, because the joy of the Lord. Will give you strength. The joy of the Lord will quicken your spirit, your soul, your body. You're gonna look younger, healthy. You're not gonna be sick with heart attack, sick with high blood pressure. You're gonna be happy all the time, smiling all the time. Other people will ask you your age, and they will say, "You really? You really this old?" When I was five years old, 20 years old, I'm very old. So it's relative. So now for me, 70 years old are young, because it's relative now. But you look younger than age because you're so full of strength and power and energy and life all the time. What is the secret? Faith, trusting in the Lord your God. How many people want to walk by faith like that? How many people say, "I will put this teaching into practice"? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't we stand up together, and we're gonna pray and ask the Lord to fill our heart with the faith of God. You know, when you look at God, when you focus your eyes on Him, you think and meditate about His promises, about His goodness. I want to encourage you, and when you. You start to feel the joy inside you. Don't push it down. Just laugh it out. Just laugh, even at your home. Just go ahead and laugh and have fun in the presence of God. Amen. It's good to really laugh in the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about laugh in the joke, in the negative joke. I'm talking about laugh of the joy of the Lord. When you feel God is so good, and you oh ha ha wow. Get up and dance in your bedroom, and you sing songs and worship the Lord. Not sit there like this. Laugh, dance, and ha ha ha, ho ho ho. Just laugh it out. Amen. Can I see smile on your face? Let me see this side first. Can I see the smile on your face? How about this side? Do you see the smile? Okay. How about this side? Can I see your excitement a little bit? When you have faith, you have joy. You show some. Can I see the excitement of the Chinese style? How you show excitement? <laughs> How about I see the excitement of American style? Ah! Oh! 
<laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hand toward heaven. Follow me, Father. We open our heart to seek Your face. From today on, we will not look at the circumstances. We will not walk by sight. We will keep our eyes on you. We want to invite you to intervene, to get involved in every part of my life. I trust you. You are the great Almighty God. Your promises. Ah, yes and amen. I believe in the promises of God. I believe what Jesus did for me at the cross. He took my sin, and I received His righteousness. He took my poverty, so that I might be rich. My debts will be paid off. I will have more than enough. Jesus, you bore my sickness, so that I am healed. Jesus, you give me victory. I trust in you, Lord. Oh Lord, I believe. I receive. The manifestation of your promises, and Lord, pour your faith into my heart. I want to be a Christian who walks by faith. Holy Spirit, give me your joy. I will smile and laugh easily. I resist depression, being upset, being negative, doubt. I receive the joy of the Lord all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Yeah.